0: Hello everyone and welcome to this episode of our podcast Jesus Walks and um, today we're going to focus about leadership and we're going to connect to the last episode about the physical healing. So the topic today is is, uh, how can I as a leader uh, emphasize the physical healing in the the groups or churches that I I lead and uh, joining today is uh, as usual. Marxus from Riga Latvia and uh, Jacob from uh, yeah some kind of street in in Bergen in <laughs> Norway That's
1: <laughs> and, uh, right Martin Yeah it's we... summertime here
0: That uh, is it's nice and we are praying for <laughs> not like uh not too many cars or that <laughs> will pass by during the the recording
2: thank you or, or live Q&A happening
0: <laughs> Yeah <laughs> or maybe... we maybe have a some kind of live uh, Practic, here. Maybe yeah. some
1: practical illustration of the topic could, could be good today.
0: <laughs> so last time in the in the this part we we talked about how to pray for for people for physical healing, and um, now we're gonna um, talk about us as leaders how we, how we can increase the the possibilities of, of praying for people in, in in the situations, and I think uh, we're gonna divide this into um, two different areas the first one is is how do we lay the foundation of it and then the second one is going to be more practical and i think we we both we need to have both um, areas of both like the sunday service but also like smaller groups it could be like a home group or a just a group of Christian friends or in a board or wherever. So it's not just focusing on the, on the Sunday service. It's also like a smaller gatherings of Christians. But um, guys, what do you think about what's the, the important things about laying the foundation uh, so, so we are having the opportunity or possibility later to, to pray for the physical healing? Marxist, do you have any thoughts about that?
2: Uh, well, uh, first of all, I think, uh, maybe we mentioned and touched it briefly, uh, during the last time when we, uh, spoke here in the pod, uh, that I think this topic, um, by and large, I would say has been maybe left out, uh, in some sort of way in the mainstream Christianity, I would say. So sometimes even when speaking with leaders, it feels a bit like taboo, at least, uh, in, in encounters I have had. So, uh, when it comes, uh. To these conversations it's mostly like personal so the thing i think we touch right now it, it already c- touches the congregational aspect or like the church life which i think is hugely important and uh and i think like first uh, aspect is of course uh, trying to live it out myself as a leader uh, you know trying to see what the scripture says about it uh you know uh, start to practice it uh, as we talked last time actually you know develop uh, at least the idea that, uh, you know, God still heals uh, today and start applying in my life. Uh, but uh, I think when it comes to like church life, a uh, huge important aspect, at least maybe one I can share, it, I think is biblical teaching, uh, uh, looking in the scriptures uh, and, and seeing, uh, you know, Jesus' ministry, uh the the regularity and the approach, how he approached uh, healing, uh, you know, being part uh, of his wholesome ministry where you see preaching, teaching, healing, and delivering. I think these four aspects really uh, go hand in hand and uh, and I think the more you just read scripture, You've, you come upon those verses, so you have to do something with them, right? So um, mm-hmm. when it comes to church life, I think starting with like uh, Bible-based uh, uh, search, you know, uh, what we see about Jesus' life, what we see about disciples, what we see in the first church, uh, and what we see in the epistles, you know, any uh, directions on, on this regard or any, yeah, something. Uh, so I would say biblical teaching is as maybe... Um, is like a really good first step if you want to introduce this topic uh, and, and start, uh, you know, applying it. So people feel safe uh, and, and kind of have clarity why we talk about it.
0: Mm-hmm. Good. Jacob, do you, what do you want to add?
1: I think uh, a good start, starting point for Foundation is this thing about realizing that healing is a core part of the ministry and the mandate of the church. Um, like Marxist is saying, and I think also important to when you look at Jesus and how how core that is to his ministry and his proclamation of the kingdom coming, and also how it's being taken on by the apostles in the early church, also to realize that this healing is uh, also um, a core part of the church's life, regardless of what time you live in. I think so. I don't. I think it hasn't changed. Because I think sometimes in our day, people might think that this is not so important in the West, and at this time anymore, there are other things now. I think it's as important now, um, um, this power dimension and this healing dimension and deliverance and these things. And uh, yeah. um, But I think even more foundationally, I think that a praying church, a church that seeks the face of God, will experience this coming forth because the Holy Spirit will bring it, I think, also. So I think that's another way to go at it as as well. Mm.
2: Uh, can I add just a, uh, maybe a brief explanation to what, Aunt Jacob, you just shared? I think uh, just uh, as a side note, uh, there is uh, at least uh, on a doctrinal level uh, approach uh, where there would be teaching that would maybe be labeled cessationism, and we'll not go in details about that, but uh, basically in practice what it means that, you know, uh, uh, that, you know, uh, healing was needed for the first apostles uh, to be uh, kind of put in place, but then the canon of scripture came, and uh, these days, you know, we don't need healing in the same way, or it's not happening, the miraculous gifts, or whatever, uh, gifts of the spirit, or manifestations doesn't happen in the same way, so we have the canon, so we uh, we have the revelation, and, and the miracles doesn't happen in the same way, so, um, so in practice, practical ways often uh, these things would be approached from this way that the gifts have ceased uh, and the power of God in this in that kind of way of like praying for the sick uh, or casting on demons would not manifest itself these days so it's just good to add maybe uh, there are uh, leaderships and and teachings that approach it this way especially in the west
0: Mm. yeah and I think um, some other aspects of the foundation I think is, is crucial here is First one is that we need to remind ourselves and teach about the goodness of God. That God is good and He He, he wants want to give good gifts and want to bring His best. Um, and the the greatest gift is the salvation, of course. But we we all also have all these attitudes. That God isn't really good, or doesn't really care for me, or um, I'm not I'm not worthy, or I'm not good enough, and we have a lot of these attitudes that also um, um, makes us not want to want to get into those encounters with God and and be that kind of vulnerable vulnerable in in the yeah in the attitudes and i think that's if if we don't have a really strong foundation that god is good and he he wants good things for us then we we won't be able to to get to the point where we can can come to him with our physical needs and 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 so on so i think that's a, a key thing for us um, very good. Mm. and uh, and also i i know we we mentioned it last episode that it's really easy, for example, for us to, to teach because we can control it totally our, ourselves. I can prepare and I can have a teaching and, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm in control. So I'm not um, at any point in, in a risk situation. But when we're praying for healing, we are entering into a risk situation. Uh, what if something doesn't happen and, and, and so on? So I think we also need to... To start with a with a um, normative attitude of that faith is some kind of risk taking. Um, we see it over and over again in the scriptures. Best probably in when Peter is walking on on water, but we have a lot of other uh, situation as well when when the, it's really an, of a risk attitude. Uh, and we and I think this is also uh, an area where we as, as the Western church has has coming quite far away we we don't see risk as as norm normative for the It's risk is something we we need to um um to um yeah look out for instead of of um, being an, a natural way for us so I, I think those two areas is also important for us in the foundation part
2: martin uh, on this area i'm um, i'm just thinking maybe you can add uh a brief comment what would you think uh is maybe the risk uh for a leader in this area when you know when you talk about like stepping out in faith and you mentioned you know uh it takes it takes faith yeah. to start applying are there other factors that do you think are like uh, holding back leaders to start integrating this in the church life uh yeah like faith would be maybe one or uh how it looks on the practical level yeah
0: but i i think when we are um for when we are praying for physical healing we are entering into uh, an area where, where we can't control we can't control if, if something will happen and we can't control like the reactions afterwards both if if the healing occurs or if it doesn't occur. So suddenly we are we are um, uh, we are entering into an area where my control is... Uh, um, is decreasing and that is challenging for the, for the most of us because we want, would like to have control. So I think that is uh, that's one level of it but also the, like the reactions from the people I lead. For example, if i'm I'm leading a small group and I have half the group doesn't really believe that God heals, uh, just mentioning the topic will make some kind of fraction in my group. So of course that's a, that's a risk for me. To it's much more smooth if I if I don't mention it. I just talking about things that we are uh, are, are agree upon. Uh, but I think uh, it's a it's a saying that everything that's important has a price, and I think this is uh, or everything that is valuable has a price, not not in a um, physical matter, but these kind of things. Uh, so the valuable about sharing your faith—it has a price. About um, uh, it, yeah, it it uh, it's uh, it's against my comfort zone, for example. And and when it comes to healing, that's extremely valuable, but it comes with a price. It's it's a lot of uh, risk taking and challenges and, and so forth. So I think uh, uh, those two areas—the the the, um, the control part, but also uh, we will have some more more of a fraction uh, um, situation when when we don't really agree uh, or mm. people who also are, are quite positive to the healing would say that that way of doing it, for example, in the service, that we, we shouldn't do it like that or we shouldn't do it like that. And they could be right, but we will have tension definitely when we are entering to these uh, kind of topics.
1: I guess that's the reason why we want to lift up this topic in the, in the podcast too. Is that we we see it so central in in Jesus's life and in in the biblical Christianity, and the, and then we know also that it needs to be kind of pioneered many places. Uh, if you're kind of listening to this or watching, and and you have many people around you who who are moving in faith for healing, and people are being healed in the name of Jesus, then you're privileged. But as for quite many, I think in, in Western contexts, uh, they kind of need to pioneer in faith these things. So we want to encourage and, and really just uh, lift up, you know, to believe in in, in God for this. And then um, because and also this thing about if it's relevant today or not, like I would say here in Bergen, uh, in Norway, lately, when it comes to seeing people being touched by God... Um, Especially, I mean, when you talk with immigrants, I would say it's a bit easier to get straight to talking about life and death and God and these things. When you talk to regular Norwegians in kind of like a bit of a post-Christian culture for many, um, it's a bit tricky when you when you start talking straight on those things sometimes. But if you have a word of knowledge and you lay hands on them and they are being healed, um, it's incredible to see how, how open they are and and so i think when you see jesus's ministry too you know he was ministering healing in his healing power to all kinds of people and many people came to him for help and he didn't turn them away like he was really just kind of healing them and we don't know what happened to all of them either there was sometimes crowds being healed right and so i think this is something we really want to equip equip the church to move in this because we see it's uh, really core it's not like a little thing on a side note thing but it's really like uh, something that is core for us
0: Hmm. i'll also think that one one tricky part here is that when the church is when it's an area where where the church isn't um, operating uh, so much uh, some other some areas of, of the the or, or Christians will really em, will, will really um, put a lot of emphasis in just that that area, and that also leads to sometimes uh, um, bad behavior about it. And I think that a lot of us also, or our churches, has, has been uh, hearing or seeing uh, examples of uh, um, praying for heal, physical healing, in a bad way. So I think it's also important that we are uh, we are finding um yeah a responsibility responsible way of of uh, of healing especially uh, or for example when we talked last part about the the question that Jesus is always asking um do you want to be healed it's a lot of respect and love for the other person and and of course we we can't do this in a way yes to to find the the miracle we we need to do it by the the force behind it should be the love for the for the individual of course so that's that's also an area that we it's it could be misused in some areas and uh, the, the the solution for that is not to to don't pray for healing but to to do it in a in a yeah responsible way so if we continue a bit guys how how do you think that we could create this kind of culture where a heal praying for physical healing is a, is a natural thing for us how how do we cultivate that kind of culture in our churches
2: uh, yeah from my side i can uh, give a comment i think uh, a great way uh, is uh, first uh, for the as i said the leader to start uh, really p- you know, applying this in his own life. Uh, Whether you see things starting to really move or not. I think for many uh, of the people I have been inspired by, for the first period of uh, time of their ministry, when they pray for the sick, nothing happened. So, uh, and it's part of my story. When I started uh, just applying the Word of God and saying, okay, I want to, you know, really go for it, uh, nothing happened. So it sometimes takes some time to actually really see difference. So that's one one aspect. Another one is, I think, uh, finding a a natural environment for it to happen uh, and and kind of to become normative, right? So I think um, often it's great maybe to start in smaller settings. Uh, Either it's like uh, you're meeting one-on-one with a person or it's like a small group setting, uh, basically a smaller setting where it's more appropriate and it doesn't require like a a full attention of a lot of people. I think it's just like more easy to to kind of uh, yeah just start doing it and and I think uh, that's a that's a good way especially in the beginning to do it. I think over a period of time uh, it's great that there is space for uh, things also on a Sunday service and again we can later share how it can look differently probably uh, you know because because we haven't shared on this so it's interesting just to hear how how we guys approach it in in three different nations right? But uh, I think at the end of the day, what's important will somewhere manifest itself. You know, that the values are important. Uh, you know, on Sunday gathering, you want scripture to be read, you, you know, because you, we believe in the authority of God's word. And, we know, it's needed uh, for the sanctification of, of believers. And so we have many aspects that we believe are valuable. So the question is, uh, if it's important, then probably the leaders will find a way for it to, gradually be uh, somehow implemented in the gatherings also on Sundays. But probably that's not the beginning point. That would be my uh, point of view.
0: Mm-hmm. I,
1: I, w- I would say uh, when you start in your own life, just uh, pray whenever there is an opportunity to to, to pray for somebody who is sick. Um, just very simply, like you said, um, and just start in that very simple way. And. Um, but uh, if I'm if I am to comment on the the, the church Sunday service uh, context, um, I, I've been lately reminded about how Jesus says that that um, that my house is to be a house of prayer. He says, right, and it's been kind of really impacting me. And I've been reminding about when we've been traveling on missions, for example, uh, Martin, we've been traveling in Armenia, for example, right, and. Mm-hmm. The Armenian church, like northern Middle Eastern, very old church, is a real uh, kind of monastic prayer type of church culture. And their cathedrals are mainly quite simple inside and they're open. And then people just come in the lunch break from work or just passing by. They come by for a certain time. And when you come in, it's just nothing's happening there. But then you hear this sound, like this buzzing sound of people Mm. praying kind of beneath their voice kind of like um just um they sit there praying and so i've just been thinking that that the church context and also the sunday context also needs to be a, a, a place of prayer mm-hmm. that it's a foundational part of church is to pray and to and as a leader what you want to do is you want to facilitate prayer facilitate a time and a place where where your people so to say can spend time in prayer actually mm-hmm. not to think that prayer is only only for the private when people are alone at home but I think it's, it is also for the communal experience mm-hmm. so uh, lately we've been here in, in, in the church in Bergen that we planted some years ago we've been starting to have more emphasis on this kind of what we call these kind of after meeting sessions at the end of the meeting we have a we have a kind of a call or a, or, a, or a kind of a space in time for just ministering in prayer different needs people have. Maybe we give a specific direction on what we invite people for prayers for. Or some people come and share words of knowledge, for example. Um, And then perhaps there was a a testimony that day from somebody, uh, a testimony of healing that is also kind of encouraging faith for people. And, And just in those times when we also released the whole congregation to pray for each other, not just a few of us praying, um we actually see really very like things are starting to move so i think that that context also can be a very good place also to facilitate faith and culture for these things
0: yeah and um yeah i agree with you and if we're gonna dig into the sunday service i i a church that i've been visiting a lot in in london they have a, a saying in every service and that's uh, Uh, don't leave if you have any kind of need don't leave without us praying for it Uh, and i think that's a that's a really interesting attitude that uh, we are here for each other and to to come with our needs before god and and uh, you shouldn't go home without being prayed for 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 the situation if it's a physical healing or or a financial problem or just worried about yeah whatever or relational we have so many stuff that we are just holding for ourselves and i i think uh, uh just coming together in prayer to the lord with everything is, is really really good and i i think um uh you have to but but it's it's also a bit tricky how to do it i think you're what you're saying uh, jacob that it's more after the the service or in the end of it i think it's a really good attitude because it it could be a bit forced to have it in the middle of it people are are being a bit stressed and and uh, it, it could also be a lot of focus about the people who are prayed for and, and so on i uh, i know a lot of churches who i really enjoy the attitude that where where there are uh, when they're ending, they say, this is the, like the word of knowledge that we got. Um, yeah, we, we know someone with an injured knee or someone with um, these kind of issues. And, and please come forward and we'll love to pray for you. But also if you have any, any need. And they are inviting people forward to pray for them. But at the same time, they are um, having coffee and, and snacks in the back. And people are, are starting chatting. So everything is happening at the same time, um, both the like the 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 fun um, and chatting, and people are getting healed, and uh, you're doing it in, in the same same room, but uh, it's just diff- different uh, um, different kind of ministries happening at the same time, and I think that's really good in a in a way that you could. You don't you you do have time. You don't feel forced in order to now we have to get to the preaching or now we get need to get to the this uh, singing or or so. You have you can take time, but also uh, those who aren't in need of prayer don't need to just sit there and and just watching and waiting out. They, so I think that's a, a good way of doing it. But of course you need to connect that to like the teaching or preaching beforehand or maybe. Uh, giving some kind of testimonies to serve faith, so you can't really just have a service and then okay, so now we are inviting for prayer. You you need to uh, connect those, the yeah, being a, as a whole in, in the that attitude. I think.
2: And uh, yeah, I just want to encourage. I think uh, often we know the reality is that the leaders really set the culture or the tone, right? So, if the congregation sees the leaders being the first to pray. I think it really just opens up and uh, encourages <clears throat> everyone in the community mm-hmm. to say, okay, that's that's normative, right? Uh, if I see the guys doing it, and sometimes healing happens, sometimes it doesn't. But, you know, our heart is, uh, we want to pray for the sick. I think that's a great way to go for it. And the challenge I want to throw uh, is a biblical one for the leaders uh, and also for the people in the church. It comes from James 5, <clears throat> and it says in uh, chapter 5, verse 14, is anyone among you sick that's a question L- let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him anointing with him with oil in the name of the lord and uh, <clears throat> and uh, and we see later there's a context m- more there's in this case there seems to be connection also about confession of sins there's uh, some healing happening but it's interesting that the normative way how James approaches is if you are in the community of or, or church go to the leaders mm. and approach them, uh, ask them f- to pray for you. And in this case, we see also the c- case of anointing with oil, which we see also in the Gospels, it, it happens. And now here, James also kind of, uh, you know, uh, basically gives a, a direct uh, way to approach the, the, the praying for the sick. F- and, and it's part of the seemingly way of for the leaders to operate in the church so uh my question is if you're a leader have you ever actually obeyed this verse uh you know and the second question if not maybe people haven't come to you then the question is why and i know uh, in our church i've said you know i haven't really encouraged people to to obey this verse and actually you know it's not only the i believe the elders they can pray but we see here it's a case that you can come and there's biblical precedent for you to go to the leaders and ask to pray for your sickness and and I think it's beautiful that we see it. it's, it's in the scriptures. And so there's a case for it.
1: Can I also throw in one more thing, Morten? Uh, sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. because I was thinking, picking up on, on also um, what you said, Martin, about this faith aspect. Um, because I think uh, in our, our culture, like in the West at least, where many of us would operate right now, you might see the difference when you go on a missions travel to somewhere in Asia or something where it could be quite different type of mentality and, and, and people have different uh, view of the world. But, but up here, we, we really need also to kind of to lift up this miracle faith. I think we all agree on. And so, um, so to have somebody testifying about God doing something in the meeting... Could mm. be a small group setting, uh, could be a conversation, but it could also be on a Sunday, right? So, that is something that can really uh, kind of, you know, encourage the faith of the people in the church. Mm. And so, so we we have started to do this more and more. That that we have people coming, sharing testimonies, and and it's really um, and when they do it in a humble way, when they God give God glory and they care about the people that have been ministered to and stuff, it's beautiful. Um, and so I have one example now from very recently here. Uh, there's and There's a guy um, coming up, uh, sharing a testimony, okay, in the church. He, he says that he was out in the city one, one evening just uh, recently now, and he went there together with another guy from the church. So the other guy from the church is a guy who experiences... Uh, numerous healings every week. or I think I would say kind of daily. There are like testimonies kind of all the time. Um, quite amazing. But he invited this younger guy with him out on the street. They went there and they were just asking the Lord, not pushing it, but just waiting on God and, and kind of asking, um, is there anyone that you want us to minister to, right? And then they come into a situation with a person who has a physical need and that is, uh, that is uh, sick or has pain. There was some pain injury thing. Um, and then what happened is that the, the guy with more experience, he initiates that the, the younger guy with less experience uh, gets to, to do the, the thing. So he gets to, to pray for the person. Uh, and the, the guy with experience steps away, actually, and just kind of supports him and, and looks at it. <laughs> Uh, And this younger guy has never experienced healing in his life before. Never. Um, And so he lays hand and he prays. And to his astonishment, all the pain is gone from the person he prayed for. So the neck and and kind of like uh, shoulder, uh, back area, this person is astonished that it's gone. It doesn't understand what's happened, you know. And then he says that he himself, the guy who prayed, he was even more surprised than the guy that got healed <laughs> because he had never seen it before, you know. Mm. So it's just such an awesome example of, of also kind of giving it on to someone else. And then what is such a testimony will does to the church and to the guy experiencing it and how this faith can be passed on, you know. So mm. I thought it was really, really nice and kind of funny also.
0: Yeah, and I think this, this uh, leads us to, to the smaller group setting because I think the, the smaller group setting is a great training uh, platform for us um, in order to, to both discover how to do it, uh, study the Bible, what we talked about in the last episode, but also uh, been able to, to practice uh, in, the, in the smaller group with people we know and, and be able to, to just share but also when we're now talking about like the Sunday service, um, having some kind of, of uh, training for the people who, who are going to pray for for healing, now if we're now talking about afterwards, so that we give the uh, give the tools for people in order to 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 minister things. But to, I think um, the testimonies are, are great, Jacob, and I also think the testimonies is is a very natural way for us to to glorify God. Because if, if, if we're not proud of when God is, is acting, it, it creates some kind of quite strange uh, attitude for us. Um, we would never, um, something else that, that is really astonishing, we will shout it out. Uh, like if uh, our national team wins a big football game or if i win on lottery or something else i, I will shout it out to my friends mm-hmm. but when it comes to healing we often just be quiet about it and i think we need to really find uh, create a culture when we are honoring god for for all good gifts um and and that, but but also then giving the tools because we know that the the testimonies are are stirring and increasing the faith, and that's uh, that's the key for us in order to be able to then come and, and pray for healing next time.
1: Hey, we now on Sunday we, we had a guy playing drums, and then we talked about worship, and, and then he started to to speak about it, and he's he's kind of a bit like quiet, but then he started to say that. I really like this thing about when we can really brag about God, like just brag about, he's so amazing. <laughs> he just started like that. And mm. and he said, that we, we don't always have those places in daily life to brag about God, but I really just want to brag about him. And so he was so happy to worship and play the drums and like something nice about it. Right. Mm. Mm. Lift him up. Amen.
0: Yeah. Do you have any more, more, um, um, more, um, things to add about how, how to do this in a small group setting or, or a one-on-one setting, or, or how do we do this in, in the more informal or smaller group settings?
2: Go AJ, you start. Yeah, no, I think it's just super simple.
1: Like I, if they tell you about the problem they have or pain they have, or you get a word of knowledge, it doesn't really matter what way it goes, but it's just simply to relate to them and just, uh, to to explain very briefly what you're asking, if they're you know if they're non-believers, they don't know what this is. You can just say that you you believe in God, or you uh, that you uh, that you're a believer in Jesus, and and you know that uh, that you regularly pray for people to be healed because Jesus told you so that you could do that, and that that people get healed. And and if they're a Christian, you don't even have to explain, right? Then you just ask, uh, can I pray for you? And then what you also want to ask about is the thing about laying on, laying on hands on people. That's something you always ask. Can I, can I lay my hand on you when I pray? Simple as that. And then you put your hand in a, in a kind of a place that is kind of respecting the person or you be sensitive to the person in the way you do it. Um, and, then, and then if they want this and they say yes to this, then you just start praying out loud. Uh, simple. It doesn't have to be a long prayer either. Um, and, and you also, you don't have to kind of maybe beg God and stuff, but you just more kind of, you you proclaim it in a way. You pray in faith, you know, and you heal in the name of Jesus, like it says. Um, it's it's Jesus' power, but he sent us to heal the sick, actually, mm-hmm. right? Uh, and I don't think we should get too hung up on the wording of how you pray, because I think sometimes we get so insecure because we think, oh, it has to be the right way I speak now if I if the theology isn't perfect, you know, and then you get all tangled up in that. So, but then you, you pray just, uh, as long as the spirit leads you, but it can be short. And then what we usually do is that we ask the person, you know, do you feel any difference? Uh, what happened? Or like, let them give feedback to you. Let them test out. So we, we recently had a, a lady come to the church. She's a new believer. She was baptized within the last two weeks now in a bathtub in a family's house. Um, and, uh, and she came and and uh, she had a like really serious uh, kind of pain in neck shoulders back all the way down to her hips and uh, and like very she, she was really struggling to be there at all. It was the first time she came to the to the church gathering and 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 a guy and, and me went over to pray for her and and so we we actually got a like an insight when we prayed that it was connected to a trauma in her life that so we asked and it turned out that there was a trauma 6 years back a very serious trauma and we actually experienced that there was a spirit connected to this not only like a physical healing uh, thing but also a spirit that she needed uh, kind of freedom and and um and so and so uh, we we dealt with that and and kind of spoke to the spirit and also just proclaimed healing prayed healing and and afterwards what i did is that i i asked her to raise her hands up in the air i just felt like i should do that and then she said that she was afraid even to do it because it was so painful usually to raise her hands so she would she struggled even to dare to try you know but then she raised her hands and then when we prayed she was crying and and she raised her hands you know and and she could like cuz god uh, god did something so i think Sometimes they instantly, something has happened. Sometimes maybe uh, like martyrs, sometimes ask like, okay, from a scale from one to 10, you know, before you pray, how much pain do you have? They say seven. After you pray, you ask, okay, how is it now on a scale from one to 10? You know, like there are different simple ways to, mm. to try to understand what is really happening. But stay in dialogue with them and then just keep praying. Don't give up. Uh, sometimes your faith is the breakthrough that they need. But uh, you need to stick with it for a while. And that's something also we see quite often, that we, we keep going in faith. And often it just kind of accelerates as well. So.
0: And I think that's a key thing for us as leaders, because we, we don't see miracles or healings every time we pray. So we need to go back to the promises and the goodness of God and the, the eagerness and the, the continuation of, of the prayer so we we can't just um, stir faith and then we pray and then nothing happens and then people will just drift away in the, in that attitude so we need to, to come back to it over and over again and i think that's a, one of the key things for us as leaders to to uh, um, going back to the to the um, to the path in order to to pray for healing come to God with our our issues and and uh, continuing coming and I think to remind ourselves and and stir the the trust in the Lord that's a uh, important thing both in like the small group but also in like the the, the Sunday service setting.
2: Can I uh, add one thing? Yeah, yeah. No. I was thinking also on the on the same uh, pattern, uh, aunt Jacob, what you were sharing. I think uh, also when it happens in the church, uh, I think this is uh, good for the leaders to be aware of. Uh, I think uh, just asking constantly, uh, or rather say being co- uh, communication with God, with Holy Spirit, while you ask questions to the person, you know, because uh, as Anteekov, you mentioned, there might be physical things. That is purely physical, right? But there's cases where physical is not purely physical and, you know, you mm-hmm. can pray as long as you want, but there is a different kind of root cause and I think, it, you know, that's a bigger uh, topic. But in, in, in brief, I think it's just important to ask Holy Spirit and just be very attentive, mm-hmm. ask Him to guide you uh, when you pray for the, for the person. And, you know, there can be that God gives some insight as you talk, as you ask maybe some questions. And uh, there's also a case, uh, which I mentioned, James 5. right? In this case, it later says in verse 15, the prayer of faith will save the one who is sick. Okay, so we see faith is also part of uh, praying. It's important to, uh, to to believe God still uh, heals, uh, right? And the Lord will raise him up. And then James says, and if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. And it's interesting in, in the beginning, it's also talking about the, yeah, uh, confess your sins therefore one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So, so and I've seen this, you know, once prayed for a, a person, um, with my wife uh, th- there was a physical problem in the in the uh, somewhere near ear we prayed and uh, and nothing j- shifted and we prayed again s- again and the pain started moving uh, around the head part uh, it went to the neck and it wasn't clear to us what's happening in the beginning uh, and and so we just asked god you know holy spirit show us you know uh, what's happening right now and we just paused and we just uh, all listened to the holy spirit and suddenly boom the person uh, that we were praying for uh, was reminded of a situation from her past where she was going to like uh occult witches and and uh, kind of uh yeah uh, more like fortune-telling kind of situations and she totally had forgotten about it and and hadn't prayed about it and uh, you know she's been participating in that and we said okay great holy spirit is reminding you uh, uh most likely j- just now pray about it and and what she did she was just repenting turning to God saying i'm sorry you now uh i and, and saying, uh, just asking God's forgiveness about this uh, issue, confessing it to us, you know, uh, and receiving Jesus' forgiveness. And then next moment we prayed for her, you know, this pain. Uh, actually, it was a spirit because it was moving, and and it left her body and she was totally free. And it was an interesting uh, connection, right? It started as a physical problem, but we don't have clarity what's happening. We just go to the Holy Spirit. We ask Him, we wait on Him. And then he brings insight to the person that we are praying. And, and at the end, there is like a gospel basically because, you know, uh, there is f- uh, repentance, there is forgiveness of sins, and then there is healing in, in some way. So mm-hmm. I think it's just good to see also in scripture there is this wholeness. And, and sometimes there is one angle of the situation, sometimes another one.
0: Yeah, that's good. And- we are about to land, guys. Do you have any final?
2: Yeah, I have a final
1: one comment because I think that probably for all of us, uh, like, at least I know for me, that I, I have seasons where I don't do this so much. And, uh, and then it's like, you feel a bit rusty, or as we say, <laughs> you know, that you kind of, you feel that like, okay, it's been a long time. You, you don't have the same boldness, the same faith anymore. And you don't jump on the, the opportunities the way you did maybe. And so I just want to say, don't feel, don't feel bad about it if you know if you feel that this is a bit intimidating and 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 stuff like that i think a a good way to can get to get started again that i've seen is to try to 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 join in with some someone which who is in a good season
0: Mm, (laughs) that's good
1: someone who is flowing it now they might be a new believer they might maybe have a gift of healing like we know also there is the gift of healing in the church um but we are we are in it together. So I'm thinking like let's not be so hard on ourselves. And and also um something I've been learning with some of the guys here. If we're talking about more the going the church going to the street, going out in daily life and praying for healing, is also that we don't have to 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 chase around people, but we can be open to God and open to the Holy Spirit and that He even will bring us people or that it can happen from rest. Um so so I think it's good also to to get help to to get started like when we need that as well
0: yeah Marxists, any any final words
2: uh yeah just one idea i guess and uh, encouragement to the leaders uh, i think you know to be encouraged, it's important, and uh, to find uh, like-minded uh, leaders, and I think um, that's why we g- we share it here, uh, and and we really love to talk about these things and share both the encouragements and sometimes questions. Uh, but that's part of growing, right? As a disciple of Jesus, we follow Jesus's example, and we want to grow. And I think uh, it applies to anybody listening or watching that. I think it's so important to find maybe someone locally, uh, another uh, leader, maybe in a different church, uh, either that's already operating in it and you see like healthy pattern, you see biblical approach and you see good fruits or maybe someone that's not yet there and also has the same yearning or passion. And Mm. I think that's really powerful. And I've been blessed by uh, those type of relationships. both here locally and, and just sharing experiences and questions because yeah uh, often leaders can uh, feel lonely in these things and I think uh, just to be encouraged uh, yeah ask God and, and uh, connect with someone on this. Mm.
1: Hey, maybe also just to mention uh, a book or uh, like a, a, an author for people like John Wimber. I just want to give that name out because it's been he's been a great encouragement his story. So John Wimber, mm. if you you can find like power healing or any of the books about John Wimber uh, that can be a great blessing if you want to to move in this area.
0: Mm. Yeah, and uh, I thought just uh, two short things. That the first one is to just take the opportunity, like if you are in a whatever board meeting and someone is has having pain, so just just take a break and say, "Now we pray, pray for you." Get, I think that having the culture of. Uh, just praying for it. I, I know yes. once I, I was in a bus with a friend and I I stu- stood up when when the driver hit the brakes. I, I fell into a, a pole and, and crushed something here. And uh, we just pray there. And then I got healed. And then we can, can, can continue our conversation. It's We don't need to wait until we get home or get to church or whatever. But just take the opportunity to pray whenever and wherever. And the other thing I, I just... For us, who are is a bit rusty, as you said, Jacob, or when we have a lot of fear about this. I think we just to be also reminded that it's it's no condemnation from God for us in this area. It's a great opportunity for from a loving God that we have been able to steward and and that's that way of approaching it. We we need to also have that um. This is, a, this is a wonderful opportunity and tool that we've been given. Amen. Yeah. We, uh, I just uh, pray a short prayer, and I we'll end this. Yeah. yeah, Jesus, thank you for who you are and what you've done and the, the, the spirit that is, is uh, among us and are pointing to you, Jesus. And we just ask you, Lord, that you will increase our faith and uh, yeah, also just uh, take away all, all, all um, fear, or um, disappointment, or other things that that we are struggling with, and just ask you, Lord, that you will come with your love and your your faith and your um, also trust in you, and that you will increase our our uh, willingness to to share you with people in this way. Amen. amen amen Amen. yeah thank you guys for today next uh, episode we're gonna continue about the healing but then we're gonna go into the inner healing and how to how to pray for that or or deal with that Mm. so uh, see you then bye-bye bye-bye see you